Welcome to the RYR Endurance Team Podcast. We are grateful that you've chosen to tune in and listen. If you are a runner, aspiring runner, triathlete, or aspiring triathlete, you are in the right place. We love sharing what we know about these sports. If you like what you hear, you can always learn more by contacting us at ryrcoach at gmail.com or by visiting our website, ryrenduranceteam.com. Hey, if you enjoy our podcast, please do us a favor. Give us a five-star review and subscribe to our podcast. This helps others find us. Thanks for listening. Hello, Paula. Hey, what's going on? Not much. So I was thinking about it today. Our introductory piece to our podcast really doesn't say that we're Dean and Paula Roberts. So I'm thinking, for those of you who are first-time listeners, we're Dean and Paula Roberts. Not to be confused with Paula and Dean Roberts, because (laughs) when we introduce ourselves and we say we're Paula and Dean, we always get some kind of joke about the chef or the baker or whoever she is. Paula Dean. This is not a cooking show. (laughs) This is a triathlon (laughs) endurance show. You just never know where this podcast is going. Yeah, well, it's not going to go to cooking very often unless we're talking about race nutrition. Yeah. I don't know. So I just thought we might occasionally need to say, hey, we're Dean and Paula Roberts. Dean and Paula Roberts, not Paula Dean. So today is a special day. It is. It is because the star of Bethlehem is visible in the night sky. Oh. I didn't know what that was. And doing a little research, scientists really don't know what the star of Bethlehem was that the wise men saw. But some speculation is that it was Jupiter and Saturn getting real close together. And so looking out the sky in the southwest, we can see a couple little bright lights close together that I don't remember ever seeing before. That's pretty cool. It is cool. Science or not, I think that God put a star in the sky. Yeah, whether it was a miracle or it was a certain time of the year when stars or planets aligned it doesn't really matter it was there it was visible it led them where they needed to go amen so what do you want to talk about today i put a little thought into that and i was thinking we're heading into 2021 and when we go into a new year a lot of people like to make new year's resolutions and are starting to get serious about health and fitness and a lot of our athletes reach out to us or aspiring athletes, people thinking about joining our team, reach out to us and just thought it might be a good time to talk about how we actually map out a training calendar for our existing athletes. Yeah, we can do that. Before we jump into it, do you care if I start with a couple of Bible verses that, in my opinion, kind of go along with this topic? Sure. Bible verses are always welcome. Okay, good. So, Proverbs 16, 9 The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Proverbs 19.21 Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. So I guess what I have been thinking about lately with these two scriptures is that as Christians, we want to do what God calls us to do. Like, that's my primary mission in life is I want to do what the Lord would have me do each day. But at the same time, I feel like these scriptures call me to take action every day. 
with my heart and with my mind, I need to make plans. Like, I think we're required to make plans. And if you disagree with any of this, feel free to jump in. No, I agree with you. Yeah, okay. So anyway, I feel like in order to do that well for my heart and mind to make plans that are going to be honoring to God, then I need to press into Him on a daily basis. Getting in His Word, studying and reading the Bible, through praise and worship of Him, and then just getting quiet before Him and talking with Him and listening to see if I, you know, hear anything (laughs) back. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, we make our plans, but they're not set in stone. They're flexible because God might have something else in mind that's much better because his plans are certainly better than what you and I can come up with. Yep, I agree. So just a few more scriptures. Psalm 119, which, you know, if you have a minute, you can read Psalm chapter 119. It's really short. (laughs) (laughs) Sarcasm. Anyway, verse 11 is really short in Psalm 119. It says, I have stored up your word in my heart that I will not sin against you. And I think that just presses in and, and reiterates the fact that we need to study his word and draw near to him. And then Psalm seventy three twenty six says, My flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And then the final scripture I want to read is First Chronicles sixteen eleven, Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his presence continually. So I feel like keeping that in mind and really pressing in and drawing into the Lord, then our heart and mind are in the right place to take action and make decisions for our daily life. So when you were reading those scriptures, I was thinking about early in the Bible where God made a promise to Abraham that his descendants would inherit a piece of land. And that was a promise. So, you know, Abraham may have made some plans of his own, but those didn't get fulfilled in his lifetime or his son Isaac's lifetime or even in his son Jacob's lifetime. It was much longer, but God had a plan and Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and and those that came after walked in his ways and the plan eventually came to pass. Yep. It's amazing if you really think about it, how it all ties together. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, as we daily align our hearts and our mind with Christ and ask him daily to teach us his ways, teach me your ways, oh God. I think that was a cry of David too. (laughs) We make our plans knowing that ultimately God will direct our steps and wanting ultimately for God to direct our steps. I really believe this applies to all areas of our life, to the great big decisions, to even the smaller decisions like planning our hobbies. Because what we do with coaching has much more to do with our athletes' hobbies. But we do care about the bigger picture and what's going on in their daily lives. So for those of us who have been blessed with the ability to participate in endurance sports, it's just my prayer that we always use those gifts and talents to honor God and that in some way it points others to salvation through Christ. So that's just kind of been on my mind about planning with the new year coming up. Yeah, this is a good time to be looking to the future. Yeah. So 2020 for us, and I would guess for the majority of our listeners, we made our training calendar, but God directed our steps in a 
completely different direction. So here was my 2020 training plan in a nutshell and then how it unfolded. So I had qualified for Boston. Way to go, Paula. Yay. I probably mentioned that on every podcast. I don't know. (laughs) It's a big deal. (laughs) It was for me. I registered. I got to register in week one, which is exciting. And I was accepted. My time, my cutoff time was good enough. This was the second time I qualified, but the first time, time wasn't good enough to get in. So my plan was to race this one April 20th, 2020. It was going to be a victory lap race. Suzanne Anderson and I were going to run it together. And I think maybe even you were going to take it slow and run it with us just as fun. And I think you really wanted to experience Boston through my eyes for the first time. Yeah, I've been to Boston twice, and it was all business both times. I was really looking forward to just enjoying the sights, soaking up the the course, maybe even stopping and taking some selfies along the way. Yeah, you probably needed a chaperone through Wellesley or whatever that's called. I have no problem running through Wellesley. (laughs) I know. Mind my own business, stay in the center of the street. I know it. So that was in April, was the plan. And then my A race, we'd actually mapped it out, was going to be the Chicago Marathon in October. And that's where you were going to do my serious training block. And then I was going to attempt a personal best at Chicago. And then we had also qualified and been accepted into New York City Marathon, which that was really exciting. And I was shocked the New York City Marathon qualifying time was actually more rigid than the Boston qualifying time. So that was interesting. Yeah, and for New York, they only allow in a certain number of people who have qualifying times who did not participate in a New York Roadrunner Club event Mm -hmm. that year. That was a surprise. We had done some research, but we did get in. Yeah, and that was kind of a first-come, first-served deal there. So I was really nervous because it put us in a queue. You got to be fast. And I kept refreshing my browser, which I didn't realize was knocking me backward in the queue. But it all worked out. We both got in. So there's a tip. If you're ever in the New York City Marathon queue to register, don't hit the refresh button because you get back to the back of the line every time you do that. Anyway, I was going to do New York City just as an easy pace, run, walk, fun, because I've heard that race is awesome. So ultimately, it was to complete three of the six world majors was kind of my 2020 plan. Yeah, and that would be a really big, challenging goal to do three major marathons in a year. But but two of them you're going to do easy, one of them you're going to do hard, so it's certainly doable. So my plan was similar to yours. We were going to go to Boston together and soak up the experience, and then I was going to pace you for a personal best in Chicago, and then my A race was going to be New York City. I've not run New York City before. I want to see how I could do on that more challenging marathon course, going over all the bridges between the boroughs. That'll be a race for another day. Yeah. So in early February of 2020... I began just, I'm in several groups on social media that are for endurance athletes. Some are triathlons, some are marathon groups. And I started hearing grumblings that the Tokyo Marathon may be canceled and people were pontificating as to whether or not this would affect the Boston Marathon. And I was just kind of brushing it off. 
I don't and wasn't paying attention at all to the political scene, so I had no idea that there was a coronavirus going around. On February 17th, it was announced that the Tokyo Marathon was officially canceled, and this pretty much set the stage for how 2020 was going to roll out because actually all the majors were canceled in 2020, which meant all three of my races that was planned for the year were canceled. We have some friends who were signed up for the Tokyo race. I'm sure that was a big letdown for them for the, you know, the travel expenses and, and all the preparation. So yeah, it was disappointing that our plans had to change. But just think about the impact the pandemic had on many families, and that certainly outweighs us getting bumped from running these major races. But we did find a few races where the organizers took the necessary precautions to keep both the athletes safe and the volunteers safe. And so that was a blessing in this more than challenging year. Yeah, canceled races are by far minuscule compared to the impact that that people have suffered and we just continue to pray. What is it? Second Chronicles seven fourteen. May have to look that up. If my people who call on my name humble themselves and pray, seek my face, I will call upon heaven and heal their land. That's a paraphrase. But we continue to seek the Lord and ask Him to heal our land. Amen. I mean, I don't know why the virus took hold of the world, but I do trust that God loves and cares for us in all circumstances. When trauma such as this ensues, it's easy to take the attitude of, what's the point? Why even attempt a plan for 2021? Because we made a plan for 2020, and we had to punt. And like you said, we did find a few races, and I thought you did a great job adjusting my training plan, because I was scheduled to race my serious race in October, and we punted, and our serious race ended up being earlier mid-september mid-september so why attempt even plan could be the attitude but i think it's really important to plan and look forward in 2021 and i do have one more scripture that i think solidifies that point always welcome if i may so this is a very common scripture a well-known scripture jeremiah 29 11 for i know the plans i have for you declares the lord plans to prosper you and to not harm you plans to give you hope for the future. So we make our plans for 2021 with a hope for our future, but knowing we're also going to have to be flexible as we were in 2020. Yeah, and when times get tough, like it's been this year, it's a great time to reevaluate our priorities and, and really seek God for direction. And when things are going great, we ought to do this as well, but especially when we just don't understand what's going on. Right. Agreed 100%. So anyway, all of that was a really long introduction and maybe almost a a little mini Bible study, which is kind of fun, Yeah, I think. But it's a long introduction to finally get to the process and what we go through in planning a calendar year for our athletes. So this is the time of the year that our athletes start contacting us, both the ones we coach and ones who are seeking a coach and just trying to see if we would be a good fit or not. For the ones we coach, it's a it's a much easier process to jump right in and start planning a racing schedule. 
for the athletes who are new and inquiring. It takes us a little bit longer because we want to make sure we get to know them as an individual, what their work life is like, what their family life is like, what their training base is like, and then what are their goals? What do they want to accomplish short-term and long-term? And as an example, we just had a potential client email, and, and the question was, how many weeks do you need in order to prepare me for a marathon? And we get that question a lot. And honestly, that's just a huge variable. It depends on the athlete. It's very specific to each athlete. If an athlete is running 40 miles a week already, it's going to take a lot less time to ramp up to a marathon than somebody that's sitting on the couch, sitting on the couch or (laughs) or running 20 miles a week. Right. Exactly. So, but today I thought it might be helpful. I mean, you coach me and you've coached me for a long time, but I thought it might be a little helpful if I just, I'm the athlete today on the podcast and you're my coach, which is true. I mean, I'm also a coach, but I try really hard not to coach myself. I try to let you do the coaching because it works better that way. Yeah, it's always good to have another pair of eyes and another voice to to listen to, to make sure that we're doing the right things. So can I put you on the spot a little bit and we'll just kind of work through my 2021 training calendar? Let's do it. All right. Let's pull up your calendar and let's talk about life commitments and, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. And because I've gone through this process with you for several years now, I've put the things, I'm sure I've left out some things and I'm sure some things will change, but to date, here are the things that I can think of that are etched in stone on the calendar right now. And I specifically look mostly at weekends, but I've considered a few other things as well. First of all, I have a commitment. One week, my commitment is Wednesday through Friday I work, and then the next week I work Thursday, Friday. So I have an alternating schedule where I work three days a week and then two days a week. And this isn't my coaching job because that you and I just coach all the time because we love it and we almost don't even consider it a job. Yeah. But some people wouldn't think of this as a job either because you know what I do. I do. During those three day and two days is. I bet you said the sweetest baby ever. <laughs> Eliane. We've probably mentioned on this podcast once or twice that we're granddaddy and grandma for the first time in 2020. I keep my 10 month old and you know, she's 10 months old right now, but she requires a lot of attention. My 10 month old grandbaby. She probably doesn't require as much attention as we give her. Yeah. But we just, we love her so much. We can make a whole podcast on her, but we'd probably lose all of our listeners. So anyway, that commitment, back to the point, that commitment for 2021 is the weeks of January 4th through May 21st, and then August 9th through December 17th. So I have that on my calendar. So that's basically the school calendar. Yes, because both my son and daughter-in-law, Jacob and Shelby, are both teachers, which makes me very proud as a retired educator. Anyway, with this in mind, Sunday events are better for me. I'm not going to rule out a Saturday event because there is some flexibility. I job share. I have to share the baby because (laughs) Shelby's mom also has the sweetest grandbaby ever. And so we do a great job sharing her. So I'm sure if I needed to switch a day with her, I certainly could. We'll try to avoid that. Yeah. So I like to keep it consistent just so that she can make her plans and I can make mine. So Sunday events would be 
probably the best for me. That way I can keep Ellie on Friday. We can head out Friday evening and have that as a travel day. And then maybe mm-hmm. part of Saturday, just depending on the distance the race is away. So yeah, just like we did for the Gulf Coast Marathon mm-hmm. last week. Yep. Also, Ellie's first birthday is February 13th. I would really like to avoid a race that weekend. We can do that. Probably going to celebrate her a little bit. We have a family vacation planned, which I'm super excited about. As you can see on the calendar, I have that time period blocked off. So not only do I want to not have heavy training during that time, I would like for that vacation to fall within you usually do a lot of training blocks with me where I have a block of intense training and then more of a block of recovery and just more endurance building training so I'd like the vacation to fall in that less intense training does that make sense that makes sense yeah yeah that'll give you more flexibility while you're on vacation and lower your stress level yeah let you enjoy some good quality time with the family yeah So I think those are the main things that are on the calendar that are kind of etched in stone for 2021. Well, that's not too bad, and we should be able to easily work with that schedule. But let's revisit your goals. So we're talking about your life commitments, but let's think about what you're hoping to accomplish. You're always wanting to get faster, Mm -hmm. and you enjoy training with your girlfriends, which you like to call the squad, Mm -hmm. several days a week. And your big goal is to complete the six world majors. So obviously that's a multi-year goal, but let's keep that in mind as we're planning. Do you have any short-term goals you want to consider for 2021? Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about the world majors. I think really the only one I'm going to plan for in 2021 is Boston, if it happens and if I get in. But with Chicago and New York, we had the option to defer to 21, 22, or 23. So I think I want to push those out at least till 22 so that if our land is not healed by that point and uh, we are still social distancing and large crowds are still discouraged, I don't want to be in a situation like I was in 2020 where everything I had planned was canceled. So does that make sense? Yeah, that makes some sense. And then you're also not looking at multiple marathons within a, a couple month stretch. Right. Yep. So my ideal, and I'm using air quotes here, but my ideal. I see them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my ideal year would be to compete in three events. Well, really what I'd love to do is a one-third iron distance because that's my favorite length of triathlon is the one-third iron distance. But I would settle for an Olympic distance. I like the ratios better of the swim to bike, to run in the one-third distance, but I could settle for an Olympic. But I would like to do a triathlon in 2021. I would also like to do a half marathon in 2021. But I'd really like, and I don't know why, but I would, I'd really like for my A race to be a marathon. I know Boston has already been postponed to the fall, and I'm guessing early to mid-October I'm also hoping and praying that my 6 minute 43 second cushion will be enough to get me accepted into Boston, but there's so much in the air that will determine this. If they do actually have it in the fall, what will be the field size? That'll determine the cutoff time. And then now they have opened the window 
of qualifying races to a two-year period instead of a one-year period. So how many more athletes will that generate? I don't know, but that could potentially make the cutoff time more difficult as well. So there's a lot of variables. Anyway, with all that up in the air, I'm really thinking Boston shouldn't be my A race, that it would just kind of be something bonus in my training calendar if I got in. Because if I get in, I definitely, even if I have to run walk it, depending on how my training unfolds, if I get in, I want to do Boston for sure. Does that make sense? It does. And then another thing that I really like to support is the Wendell Foster Half Marathon. And for our listeners who aren't familiar with this race, I'd encourage you to go to wendellfoster.org slash half marathon and check out this race. This is a local event for us. However, what is most attractive to me is how those funds are used to support the Wendell Foster Center. And this is an amazing facility that cares for clients with cerebral palsy and then a variety of other clients who have intellectual or developmental challenges and it's just a it's just a super facility within our hometown that I love to support so hey we should get John Gleason the race director on here sometime to talk about what goes into race planning from a director's point of view and then maybe talk a little bit about Wendell Foster yes the Wendell Foster half is an awesome event and it's for a great cause and I believe it's on November 13th of 2021 Let's talk through your plans for next year. Doing a mid-distance triathlon and a half marathon would be good to allow you to focus more on speed and less on long miles for part of the year. And then running Boston could be just for fun in the fall. It's not really a PR course, and that would get you one step closer to your goal of completing all six world majors. If you were a newer athlete, we'd be combing through your data to look at your current fitness to determine how reasonable your intermediate and, and big goals are over the next 12 months, but we can skip that for you because I'm very familiar with your fitness level. But looking at fitness, looking at current goals, looking at commitments you already have, let's sketch out an ideal race calendar and think about specific events that would fit well into that calendar. Okay. So your last A race was Grand Rapids in September. Yes. And you built a, a good base of fitness since then, and you missed out on running the Gulf Coast Marathon because it filled up. What do you think about a spring marathon being your A race to capture your performance gains? Well, I hadn't really considered my A race in the spring, but I kind of like that thought. Yeah, and then we could look at a triathlon in the early summer before the family vacation and then recover through the vacation and start building for the Wendell Foster Half as your fall A race. And then hopefully Boston will happen and your time will be good enough. And we can do that just for fun because I hear your hubby (laughs) wants to run with you and take selfies along the course. (laughs) Like I said, Boston's not really a PR course unless you have a tailwind the whole way, which did happen when I was there in 2011. That was pretty sweet. And the weather can be unpredictable in Boston, at least... That's certainly true in April. Not sure about if it's in October. If you don't get into Boston in 2021, then your Grand Rapids time should be more than sufficient for Boston 2022. But like you're saying, we make our plans, but God directs our paths. That's true, and sometimes it requires patience. 
Yes, it does. Anyway, I think that sounds good for a variety of reasons. I do have a solid running base right now, so it actually sounds kind of nice to get the A race completed earlier in the year. For some reason, I'm always thinking about my A race kind of being the culminating event of a race season, but it certainly wouldn't have to be. So if I could find one maybe mid-March, that would give me the opportunity to focus more on swimming and biking and a bit less on running for March, April, May, maybe for a solid triathlon block. And nothing big scheduled after vacation would allow me to actually enjoy the family vacation this year. I know in 2019, when we went exploring the national parks out west in June, I had my A race coming up in July, and that was just put a bunch of stress on our vacation. So peak of marathon training while also hiking all the national parks was mentally and physically draining. You did a great job scheduling our tougher training days to fit the vacation schedule and made adjustments for us. It was a blessing. Our daughter Bethany was training with me for the marathon. This would actually be her second marathon and we were going to run it together. But looking to 2021, I'd still prefer not to have such a heavy training load for our vacation this year. Yeah, so this sounds like a solid plan over the next 12 months and it gives me plenty of time to properly periodize your training. And it seems to be a nice balance between your job, babysitting, (laughs) Ellie-Ann, and then our family commitments and this hobby that you enjoy. Yeah, this sounds great to me. So what are our next steps? Well, you mentioned looking for a one-third distance triathlon or an Olympic distance triathlon. I know when you did the Grand Floridian in the past, it was quite unique being one-third. I don't know that we're going to find another one-third distance triathlon, so you'll have to think about making that 14-hour drive to Florida again or settling for an Olympic distance. There's a lot of Olympic distance triathlons available that are not too far from where we live, so that might be a good option. But let's just spend some time over the next few weeks and do some internet research and see what races are out there and come back together as coach and athlete and consider the strengths and weaknesses of each event and we'll compare notes and decide on races. So just to be clear, if I want to start looking at some races myself to see what would interest me, I would look at a full marathon in March or maybe even the first week of April, but probably not any later than that. Yeah, I would say that's correct. Because you said your family vacation was going to be in June or July. 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 So we would want that triathlon to be probably in June. So that'd give me April, May, and June to focus more on swimming and biking. So I'll look for, I may just kind of look and see if I see any Olympic distance triathlons in mid to late June. Yeah. And then I'm pretty set on the Wendell Foster half, which is in November. Yeah, so if the family vacation is in July, you've got plenty of time to work on both speed and endurance leading up to the Wendell Foster half as a fall A race. Yeah, and plenty of time for kind of a recovery training block before I get into the half marathon training. Sure. 
All right. Outstanding. I think we have a plan. Yeah. So it's great to be thinking this time of the year, late December, about the upcoming year. So many people are focused on big goals. We like to go through a similar process with each of our athletes anytime they join our team. Some athletes that join are already registered for races, and we work with that, but others are so new to endurance sports, just thinking about planning a year in advance is overwhelming. So we take a similar process in much smaller increments. As an example, we onboarded an athlete in August that is brand new to running. His first goal was to run five miles without taking a walk break. We're super excited that he completed that goal this week, and this goal will be celebrated as much as an athlete whose goal was to qualify for Kona. All athletes are important and all goals worth celebrating. So we're in the process now of helping this athlete set his next big goal. Who knows? One day his goal may include competing in an organized event, but right now he's just interested in milestones during his personal training sessions. I'll have to agree with that. Our team just loves to celebrate the successes of others and no matter how big or small they may seem to outsiders looking in, they're big to that athlete and worth celebrating. I'm excited not only about my own competition season this year, but I also can't wait to start planning and helping our athletes and future athletes plan theirs as well. Yeah, and it's so important to be planning what the upcoming year is going to look like so that you can do the proper training. And it's easy to jump into a race because it sounds fun or a buddy is doing it. Or maybe you saw on Facebook that the medal just looks awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, don't be calling me out. (laughs) But there needs to be some amount of flexibility in any plan. Uh, But it's also important to register only for events that will support your overall fitness goals and and fit well within your family and work life. Additional events could be treated like workouts in place of easy days or tempo days as long as the intensity of that effort aligns with your overall plan for the year. Planning the year alleviates some of the stress. Athletes can discuss potential plans with family members, friends, coworkers, just to make everyone aware of what the thoughts are. The same is true for your daily training. Having a coach alleviates some of that stress because you don't have to plan the workouts. You just read the notes, execute the workout, add comments, and relax, knowing that someone else is developing the master plan. Yeah. I do want to loop back a minute because we went through this whole process of planning the year 2020, and that whole year was shot. But sometimes you can plan a year, and maybe there just needs to be small tweaks. So... I just want to reiterate that the best laid plans require flexibility because monkey wrenches are going to be thrown into the mix. So I guess my best example of this is way back in 2016. I know in January of 2016, Kelly and I had registered for the Augusta Half Ironman. I had raced this race before and she hadn't, but I was really looking forward to going back and racing it again. It's going to be September 24th, 2016, and that was solidly on the calendar for my A race for the year. You know why I remember that date? I do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for our listeners, so in February, my son proposed to my 
now daughter-in-law, Shelby, they decided they wanted a fall wedding. And I didn't have the heart to ask them, hey, could you please avoid September 24th? And they probably would have. Like, if I had mentioned it, they may have looked at other weekends. I don't know. But (laughs) this past September 24th, 2020, Jacob and Shelby celebrated their fourth wedding anniversary. So, needless to say, I skipped my A-race that year, and I happily celebrated on their wedding day. You know, mother, mother-in-law of the year. Mother-in-law of the year, right here, right, <laughs> right, Shelby. <laughs> anyway, it was by far a much more important thing, and so we just have to keep in perspective that this is our hobby, and life happens, and we have to keep the main things the main things. So for us, that's Christ, family, and then fitness work <laughs> oh, lots of things one other thing I'd like to mention is if you'd like to become a part of the conversation or have suggestions for future podcast topics we encourage you to join our Facebook group just search for the RYR endurance team and join our group 2021 here we come at RYR endurance team we specialize in customized coaching what is customized coaching It's more than a training plan. It's a relationship. It's a partnership. So what are your goals? What are you training for? Contact us at ryrcoach at gmail.com or visit us on our website, ryrenduranceteam.com. Hey, if you enjoy our podcast, please do us a favor. Give us a five-star review and subscribe to our podcast. This helps others find us. Thanks for listening.